When Jesus is asked to plainly disclose whether or not he is the Messiah, he responds with an invitation out of the narrow confines of mere belief and into the rich mystery of a holy relationship with God. Richard Helmer delivered this sermon on Sunday, April 29, 2007, the fourth Sunday of Easter. In the name of the Good Shepherd, Amen. Preaching about the Good Shepherd has always been an awkward task for me, putting into preachy words the comforting texts that warm hearts the world over and bring comfort in times of grief and trouble and to speak with some authority, perhaps, and eloquence to the deep places of the human soul might be just a little bit too much to expect. Another reason is that I always feel like I am preaching to the choir. The presence of the Good Shepherd is to speak of the God that we know already, even in our bones, even in the face of our doubts and questions, a God whose voice we recognize in all the mysterious and wonderful ways that our lives have been touched, moved, transformed, and shepherded by Christ. When I read the comforting passages for today, I'm reminded myself of the warmth of sitting at home when I was very young, with the colors of evening shining through the windows of the family room and the rich sounds of music that my parents would put on the record player or the old 8-track stereo system. You remember those, right? of that sort of feeling of being opened to the wonder of the universe like a flower, but unafraid in that wonder, and calling that wonder and what that wonder pointed to God and holy. Most of us know in one way or another the voice of the Good Shepherd in our lives, It's just as we learn to recognize the distinctive cries and screams of our children so we could pick them out in a crowd. Or we learned as children how to recognize the voices and maybe even the walks of our parents, even before we saw them. It is that same sort of level of recognition that's down here. It's visceral and it doesn't fit neatly into oral or written description and it's often too intimate to share easily with others. Most of us are here this morning one way or another because we've encountered the voice of the Good Shepherd speaking to us. And many of us show up because we are seeking, if truth be told, to either recover or build anew or deepen those feelings from that encounter with the Good Shepherd On any given Sunday, and indeed any given day, some of us will succeed in that deepening. Some of us will be a little disappointed, perhaps. Some of us will feel indifferent or unsure. 
But gathering as we do as a people of faith time and time again means rekindling that spiritual sense that we are being closely held, guided, and transformed by someone who knows us more intimately than we know ourselves. But beware. There are trappings all around that might get in the way of that knowledge because we are a religious people as well. And as a religious people, we can get risk getting in into the things that might not lead us where we wish to go or the places that we need to go. Jesus, we hear in John's Gospel today, is walking where any good first century Messiah should be walking, in the portico of Solomon, the part of the temple honoring the greatest king of Israel. And in today's reading, it is the feast of the dedication, or more commonly known to us, Hanukkah, commemorating the rebellion of the Maccabees a few centuries before, when they liberated Israel from a repressive occupying power. You start to get the picture. In short, any knowledgeable Jew of the first century would see that all of the signs were ripe for Jesus to launch a similar rebellion against the Romans, who were now occupying Israel and to whom the temple authorities were beholden. The Judeans who approach Jesus are certainly not foolish. They recognize the perfect storm of commemoration, of location, of shared history, and then they see Jesus' large following, and it's a no-brainer. And so they ask the obvious question about whether or not Jesus is the Messiah, and they expect a plain answer. A plain answer. As though plain, bald, direct claims by Jesus about himself would somehow settle the argument one way or another. It certainly probably would have empowered the religious or the Roman authorities or both, most likely to cast Jesus as a wanton rebel. Of course, Jesus is not known to give the authorities what they want, is he? So in his usual style, rather than answering directly, Jesus appeals to the witness of his followers and the powerful and ancient image of the Good Shepherd with all of its potency. Being a political messiah would mean fitting neatly into an already well-weathered narrative. There were lots of those around. Instead, Jesus appeals to something utterly relational and makes claims on a radical union with God. So, of course, the religious authorities, as usual, are not very happy with Jesus. And they are annoyed because he refuses to be pigeonholed by their notions of what a Messiah should be. And they are also irritated by his constant appeals to a radical relationship with ordinary people. And with this God that seems to have life and viability beyond the tightly constricted religious and social practices that sustain their structures of power and control. And indeed, if we were to continue to read this passage from John's Gospel, we would find that almost immediately in response, no surprise, the religious authorities prepared to stone Jesus for uttering blasphemy. 
the rootstock of violence you see is often built upon fear, isn't it? Sometimes fear that wishes to hang on to the security of our own rectitude or the value of our own ideas and expectations. But the rootstock of violence is therefore often found in illusion, like the illusions that our most closely held propositions are somehow correct for all time and universal or immutable and divine or somehow are key to who we are as people, key to our identity. But to know and to be known by the risen Christ is to see so much more deeply than believing simply in a string of propositions or, quite frankly, in being, quote, religious in the ordinary sense of the word. Religious folk, as we all know, can just as easily be co-opted by power, control, and constricted views of others and the world, just as easily as anyone. We're fond of saying that the pews of the church can be the devil's playground, too. Jesus was not calling forth his sheep to merely found a new religious tradition or make his own list of beliefs so that they would be disseminated through his followers. He was out for something much deeper. And it is that depth that our readings about the Good Shepherd and the raising up of Tabitha in Acts speak of today. As Christians, we are called to believe, to put our faith in, our stock of hope, our greatest love, to direct our doubts and fears and questions to the risen Christ and the God with whom Jesus claims union. Now, Christianity has suffered over many generations, has suffered of its own reductionist sets of immutable beliefs, those doctrines often born on the horns of dilemmas and controversies that most of us, quite frankly, have forgotten about. Of course, doctrine does have its place in our midst, but its place is less than primary. For we are not called to worship doctrine or proposition, or mere belief in the contemporary sense of the word. We do not worship putting stock in given historic statements. Our beliefs by themselves simply do not carry enough on their own, if for no other reason because they are our beliefs. They are built up around our limited worldviews. They are born largely on our own and often accidental location in the universe. Again, that is not to say our beliefs have no merit, that they are a poor copy of what we should hold most dear. And when our beliefs are at their best, they can only point to the one who holds us dearer than we could ever hold ourselves. So in a moment, we utter the Nicene Creed that opens with, we believe in one God. It is not so much that we assent to a string of doctrine, but rather that we believe in this God, this one God, this good shepherd, this marvelous creator who knows our voices before we know them ourselves, this savior who can pick you, me, and any one of us out when we are lost, be it alone or in a crowd, 
who knows us better than our mothers or fathers know us, more deeply than a friend or a lover. Jesus makes claims far and beyond that of the sort of any sensible first century Messiah. Throwing out the Romans should have been top of the list. But Jesus instead is after drawing people into an extraordinary relationship with their God. Not a relationship where authorities or rules or narrow frameworks of belief in particular ideas stand as proxy for the real thing. But an intimate relationship like a shepherd to a shepherd's sheep. Where the voice and the character and even the peculiar smell, taste, and feeling of God in Christ is immediately available. And it's to this relationship that we are called through the bread and the wine and the uttering of ancient articles of faith and the sharing of common story in our hallowed scriptures. Most days we'll be quietly fighting with each other or within ourselves about what we really believe. But if we look more deeply than that, we will see that it is the good shepherd who matters more than our beliefs. And believing in that good shepherd and listening hard for the voice of the one who made us and saves us is our primary adventure in life and our primary vocation as a Christian people. For when we truly hear, our hearts will be turned and we won't be able to help but follow and then to invite others to join us in the way. Amen. listening to the sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907. Or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.